Thompson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast. Once again this week, it is Keys. He's back. You, you've been asked after. You've been the number one uh, most requested member of the podcast crew. You're back, Keys. All is well. How are things? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Had a couple of weeks in Caratha uh, with uh, dial-up internet speeds, which meant that getting on the show was uh, impossible. Yeah. Uh, so, and then came back to Perth and got COVID. So... Yeah, I'm having, fucking having a great run at the moment. So, um, but you're back on deck now, so it's good. Excellent, just in time as well. Uh, now, Bender, once again, welcome to yourself. How are things? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. No worries, no worries. Becoming a bit of a regular, and we're going to notch up the first win this week. I think with you on the board, but not to spoil any tips. But we'll <laughs> hopefully get around to that later on in the show. Uh, yeah, look, usual plugs. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Or on Twitch of all things, uh, podcasts. You can listen to the audio versions after the fact. So share the show, share the love, jump in the comments as well. We've got some people tuning in early off the bat. And pretty much today, gents, it's all things St Kilda. So let's get into it. <music> Round 19, the West Coast Eagles take on the Saints. And this is a game, gents, where if you had have circled it a month ago, two months ago, Probably looking at one of the hardest games on the fixture. This was a St Kilda side that were in form. They're up and about. They're flying. Started the season eight and three. Bender, you look at it now. They are nine and eight. So they have one win in six. And this is a team that is inconsistent as all hell. They're sort of getting slammed in the media. They're also kind of skirting by a little bit unchecked, I think, based on the level of drop off that we've seen. But all of a sudden, we're facing a Saints team that, I mean, it, does does this look like a winnable game for a pretty low West Coast Eagles outfit at the moment? Uh, I don't know. I, I, my um, optimism keeps taking a battering more and more every week, but yeah. they, they were, Hi, they were um, in the start of the season, even their wins were, were polarizing in terms of their, their on-field performance. They go a quarter shocking, a half a game tearing it up, and then another quarter shocking and still manage to go over the line. Um, but yeah, they're they're looking shaky right now. I think we're a possibility, and I really hope we can get across the line this one. But I, I think it is winnable. I just don't. I, I think I've, I've tipped us the past three weeks in a row. I need to be shattered. So I'm I'm know, I'm kind of trying to curb it a little bit. I think temper expectations. That's the one. Mm. Uh, I mean, Case Bender mentioned it just there in terms of the inconsistency of the Saints, and yes, some of it in the wins. I've actually got a couple of stats here in terms of some of the runs they've given up over the last few weeks. This is in their recent five games. Against the Dogs, they had a run of seven goals unanswered, so it was 46-2 to two If you know in, in a particular run. They played Freo the week before, seven goals unanswered, 45-1. to one. Sydney the week before, seven goals unanswered, 49-6. to six. 
Uh, Carlton, they actually beat Carlton, but they still gave up a run of five goals unanswered, 32 to one. And then Essendon, six goals unanswered, 38 to one. This is a team that will just switch off for extended stretches of the game. Now, the Eagles are, are guilty of that as well. So this might be one where, you know, a team's up 50 nothing at quarter time and it's tied at the half. Yeah, I think um, St Kilda are one of those sides there. They're kind of, across the board, they're kind of low on talent, rely a lot on effort. Hmm. Um, the problem with that is as soon as that effort drops off, um, effort. talent gets exposed. And, I mean, we've been watching that all season with us, you know. So that as soon as the effort drops away, well, we get blasted. So St Kilda are, are not dissimilar in that. When you look across... I looked at the lineups this afternoon, and you look at the um, you look at what St Kilda have got in the park, and there's not there's not really a lot that you go fuck, you know that that you're really worried about. The, the main one is um, is Max King. He's mm. the one that like who has got genuine talent and can break a game open. Um, so he's he's the main one. Aside from that. Yeah, they've got some. They've got guys like, you know, oh, Steele's, you know, Steele's a genuinely good player. Cracks in. Well, he's one guy that the effort never really seems to drop off from him. But, mm. um, you know, blokes like Brad Hill can, you know, he'll tear you up one week and then just go completely missing. Mm. Um, yep. His disposal can be elite and it can be. Shocking if he's not got his head in the game, um, but that's that's the danger. If you know they've had a, a bad run and they'll come over here thinking, well, we need to redeem ourselves. We're playing against the Eagles, so we've got a good show. Um, I've seen they've uh, dropped Zach Jones because they cracked the shits with him. Uh, he's been terrible, by the way. I've, I'm yeah. always a bit. Dodgy. I'm not really a fan so, of his, but he has been terrible the yeah, last few weeks. I mean, the, their their backline's not not great. The back, the main one of in down in their back six that you need to worry about, I think, is Sinclair because mm. he gives them a lot of lot of rebound, a lot of drive, and for whatever reason, sides seem to he must smell or something. He's got a mullet that looks like it smells. Um, sides just don't want to seem to. I I think that Carlton game you mentioned when they beat Carlton, I think Sinclair had. I, I stand to be correct. I think he had something like 35 possessions or something ridiculous. Um, so, fuck off, Oka. Um, <laughs> in, in fairness, I do. I think Zach Jones is a fraud. My, my sentence, we, my assessment of players is always, if they played in Brisbane, would people pretend they were any good? Or is it just because they're in the big bubble? My Zach Jones statement is, if he had hair, if he didn't have like an iconically cool bald haircut, I don't want to give a shit, mate. He's Petch, who knows where the gym is? Who cares? Yeah. So, yeah, St Kilda up and down. Depends on which one shows up. Um, uh, I, I rate Rowan Marshall in the ruck, mm. which will be yep. – he'll be a danger. Um, I was going to say fortunately, but that sounds wrong. It, it, we're lucky that Paddy Roy is injured because sure, yep. he's another guy I rate and um, that, that sort of creates um, – I think Marshall's capable of rucking all day, showing that when – Riders been out before, but it takes away another forward marking target that that could have really stretched us if uh, if Ryder played. Um, so it means that yeah, down forward, you know Max King's a danger. Memory can, yeah, you know, he can get, but he's not a like a super strong marking player or anything like that. 
No, um, he's one where he, he'll have a day, but similar to Hill, he'll also go missing the next week. You never know what you're getting with him. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what... I mean, the obvious matchup for King is Brass. Um, I just wonder whether um, we'll, we'll throw Edwards onto King because Edwards has the height to go with him. Mm. Um, and then, you know, use Barras as that intercept marking type player and and maybe, you know, we, we, we risk getting King pick up a, a, a handful of goals, but then, you know, use Barras as that rebound. Chop it all marking, off. Marking, mm. picking off player and, and hope that maybe sometimes he can come across and help Edwards out as a, as a third man up. But uh, um, yeah, Brass has been he's he's shown at times as well this year that one on one he can get exposed, um, and particularly a guy like King who's got you know five or six centimeters on him. Yeah, um, you know Brass is Brass struggled against right, um, so yeah maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll throw it to Edwards first and see what happens. Yeah, a few matchups to go through. We'll get into a few sort of line by line. Look at the game, I suppose, as, as the show goes on. Bender, first thing we've got to do is pick the team. And uh, first of all, in the comments here, last week's Saints game was quite possibly the worst I've seen all year. I rarely turn off a game, but that one I did. They were dreadful. That was the they let the dogs just stomp on them early, and, and we'll even get back to that because a few jumping off points from that I wouldn't mind exploring. But Sunday game, so no outs yet, strictly speaking. We've had three ins, Bender, to the extended squad: Clark, Rotham, and West. An interesting one with Rotham, maybe. There's a bit of chat about the Eagles' ruck position, given what we saw last week. The Saints, obviously. Marshall's been sick all week, according to uh, Miguel here. So thanks for joining us there, Miguel. Ryder is out, we know. So can you see a way into the team for any of these three guys, or we might even go in unchanged? Uh, I'd be surprised if both Clark and Wes come into the team together. I I don't think you can have them both. Well, my preference is that they're not on the side together at the moment anyway. So I'd be surprised if they both do, but... It, it, it comes back to even what we were talking about the other night about Eagles playing their smoke and mirrors with Jamison, whether he's actually injured or not. Then mm. I could see Rotham coming in and doing what he's been doing in the waffle, which is just being a, a low-end backup ruck, but, you know, jumping into the contest when he needs to. But whether that'll be effective or not, I don't know. But Clark and West, I will, maybe I reckon there's room for one. I think that, I, you know, when you think about it, maybe Foley goes back. Witherden gets dropped and, and West comes to the half-forward flank. Um, pretty much, yeah, well, not far off what, what Mark has said. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think all three. I think maybe two. I'm not sure if um, Petresti Seaton will, will come out of the side because he just hasn't had a proper run mm. in a couple of weeks. So he might just go back to the to the waffle to get some actual game time. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on, on what, they've, what they've named so far anyway. I think, so just, yeah, Mark in the comments here saying Witherden has to be dropped and Rotham come in. And then Greg Clark should also be playing in the middle as well. I mean, Cully, hopefully all the noise out of the club is very positive surrounding him. So Cully should be retaining the spot there. West, we saw have a pretty good stranglehold on a midfield position or at least a half forward position for most of the year. Interested to see what they do there. Uh, Keys, look, we sort of touched on it just a moment ago in terms of uh, Marshall, pretty decent on his day. Ryder, almost a, a bit of a barometer for St Kilda, even though he's been in and out of the side and a bit up and down. But that ruck spot, we were exposed badly last week against the Hawks. You know, they really did struggle, the two young guys. So 
do you think it is you bring an undersized guy like Rotham in, give him a run, maybe just try and play four on the floor a little bit and have a little bit more run than, than St Kilda can provide? I think um, it depends on Jamison. If Jamison's right, they'll, I think they'll play him. They'll back yep. Williams and Jamison in. Um, and I think Rotham, Rotham only plays if, if Jamison doesn't get up. Um, so as much as you know, there's a case to be made for Witherden coming out and Rotham in, Look, in all honesty, I don't think that makes a huge amount of difference one way or the other. Swapping doesn't matter. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Rotham gives us anything more than what Witherland does. Um, he's maybe a bit quicker, but you know, he doesn't get the footy as much either. So um I think West is coming back from an Achilles. So I don't yeah, think so I'd be surprised if I should be surprised if West actually plays. Um, so, and Petreski seaton was a sub last week, so um, I suspect they'll give Clark the sub job, or they may even, they've used Rotham as a sub before, I think, from memory, so yeah. they might use, they might use Rotham as a sub just in case um, Jamison blows up. Uh, if yeah, give him an option, run, even um, move Edwards up and another defender, that sort of, in, you know, yeah, op- uh, options, I suppose. So I think I, I don't know if we have, but I, I, I think we're likely to go in unchanged with maybe just ch- swapping Petrescu seat now as the, the sub and running mm-hmm. with, um, with with either Rotham or Clark, but probably Rotham if my guess is right. Or Jamison comes out, Rotham comes in, and and um, we use Clark as the sub. Uh, Bender. It's a criticism that's been lobbied or levied, I suppose, at Adam Simpson's Eagles over the last couple of years that the potency we once had with that kick mark, switching and all this sort of stuff around the halfback, it has gone away. And, of course, clearly it has. St Kilda, the number one kicking team in footy. They're the number one marking team in footy as well. Uh, last week to quarter time in this game, that uh, the, the Dogs game, that they were absolutely towed up. They had 75 kicks to quarter time, 48 uncontested marks, and they were down 32 to 2. So they're down five goals. They're possessing the footy plenty, doing sweet fuck all with it, basically. Just chip, 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 turnover. Do you think we're going to see them go more aggressive this week or is this something that might play into the Eagles' hands? You know, we've seen fitness maybe be an issue and the crash and bash not always suiting us. Do you think it might give us some time to set up? It might give us a little bit of chance to have some legs or maybe is this the week that St Kilda, you know, go a little bit quicker and a little bit more incisive with that? We we could see a a whole quarter of just two back halves chipping it around, maybe. Nil all, next goal wins. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, look, I'm not sure. It depends. Are they mathematically even still in the run for finals? Is it it a possibility? Absolutely, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Ladder spot currently, Richmond, uh, Bulldogs and St Kilda all with nine wins. So the Tigers, if where's my percentage? Tigers are 14% ahead. So St Kilda in 10th there on percentage are quite a way back from the other two. But... If they win a game and the dogs and the tigers lose a game, yeah, of course they're they're right in there. So yeah, you'd think that that with our ladder position and record at the moment, that they'd want to be going in and 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 you know putting this one in the bank as quickly mm. as they can. So I don't think they'll play that as as keepy off as they have. I reckon that they'll go more direct, definitely. But it, it depends, you know, with with the midfield battle with with Marshall, depending on what what shape yeah. he comes into the side. Um, how that will work out for them, but yeah, I definitely think that they they're coming over here revved up, 
especially after that. I think they've tweet. Did they tweet the the one that they the talk that they got from Ratten? I don't know if you guys either of you guys no, saw that. Must have missed this. Um, Go on. I saw the tweet, um, but I didn't watch it. But... Yeah, just him. Oh, just him getting revved up about you know what they need to do and how they need to perform and what's expected and that kind of stuff. So they're obviously coming over here off the back of some poor form and playing a, a vulnerable team. So I think they'll come out with a head full of steam. Whether they can they keep that up for the whole game, that's a different story. Keys, let's move on then to some matchups, and we'll talk about a midfield battle a little bit there, as, as Bender alluded to. Just their starting ruck line, for example, on St Kilda, Marshall, Steele and Crouch. They've got Seb Ross coming back into the side. For the Eagles, Shuey's in the middle and named on the ruck rover line. You've got Bailey Williams, Tim Kelly, Andrew Gaff, interestingly enough. So take what you want from where the sides are named, but the Eagles have been in decent touch out of the middle of late. St Kilda get Ross back after a week off. Uh, and obviously, as you said, look, they've dropped Jones. 11 tackles in one half of footy last week for St Kilda. 11 tackles in the first half. I think the Eagles had, what do we have, 83, 82? A season high nonetheless. I mean, this is a team that they look like our midfield could push them around, which you don't get to say too often at the moment. Yeah, I think um, Steele and Crouch are both um, really good at getting their hands on the footy. Mm. And that'll be, that'll be the danger for us because if... If they can get their hands on the footy first, particularly with Marshall, probably going to give them first use um, and run it out. We've seen all year we've had we've had a hell of a job getting it out of our defensive fifty once it's in there. Yeah, uh, and I would have thought that the blueprint for St Kilda will be get it in there, defending behind it because Eagles can't get it out, and the quicker they get it down to to someone like King. Um, the better they'll be. So uh, I know the Carlton game, they use King a lot as a decoy, but that was to try and drag Weedering away. Um, I doubt that they'll do the same thing against us. So I think they'll back King to get his hands on the footy. Um, and at, at, at the least, make a con. I mean, you're not going to outmark King. You're just going to have to get the ball to ground. So mm. it'll be the guys like um, Gresham and those sort of... Uh, Who's the fucking Richmond ex Richmond Butler that um you know get around his feet? I mean he chopped us up last year, I think Butler kicked five on us or something like that. Or I seem to remember one game where he he hurt us. I think oh, it was the game we led for three quarters and then Butler was one of the guys that that Swung went up. back into the game. So um so he'll, he'll be, and we, I mean, Bruce showed, you know, we, we have trouble sometimes matching up on a on a speedy small forward as well. Like Bruce is not quick, but he's clever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's one way to put it. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be the danger out of the middle. It'll be, you know, just, and that's where I like, I like to see us use Cully, just to go, go in the centre and just, you know, Bashing, he's got the confidence from last week to say, "Well, look, yep. you know, match it, match it against men." He's got that confidence going in. Um, you, you know, the one thing, you know, Steele and Crouch, neither one of them are quick, so we're not going to get beaten for speed out of the centre. Um, so if we can crash in and and, and turn it into a dogfight, well, then uh, maybe if we can get the ball out to the likes of Shuey and Kelly, Kelly in particular is good on the outside. Um, I imagine Seb Ross will probably go to him and try and um, keep him under wraps a little bit, the same way Hawthorne did, and, and probably 
try and find that cork he's got. And, yeah. Uh, that was pretty much the only thing slowing him down last week because Hawks went yeah. with a direct tag and he was killing him. He was absolutely, in that first quarter, he was, you know, seven or eight touches uh, and a goal just all over him. Big opp- big opportunity again for O'Neill. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah, and this is, you know, Simpson sort of touched on it today a bit in his press conference. I mean, this is where we've got to see, we've got to see this young guys and say, look, give them some responsibility and see mm-hmm. how they deal with it. I mean, in a lot of it'd be great to win. You know, we all want to see a win and the guys, I'm, I'm sure the guys playing want to win, but I, that's not really the priority. The priority is giving these guys and saying, look, here's some opportunity. See if you can take it. Um, so I think they need to give that to O'Neill a little bit. Um, whether he plays there or not, I like Foley, Foley on the wing is... You know, I like the look of that as something that, you know, he might be capable of. Um, but then we've got to play Gaff. <laughs> I know Gaff is named in the middle, but fuck no, we can't. I mean, he's set a bounce of tendencies. I know you've been posting about it. They've been well down the last month or two. Yeah. So I hope we're not going to regress with um, him back in the middle. But, uh, yeah. Uh, comment here from Owen saying that uh, they, being the Saints, the Saints would have gotten a grill last week from their first half. They definitely played a better second half. We need to play better first halves as well. Could we be in for a low-scoring game unless it opens up? I mean, Bender, I suppose, reflecting on the streaks of unanswered goals that Saints have been letting in lately, and, of course, we've seen the Eagles be very, very vulnerable to similar, I reckon we're probably in for a bit of a shootout more than a than a slow slog. The weather's going to be okay, a little bit slick, but not you know torrential by any stretch, so that'll be all right. Um, Keyes was chatting us through there his concept for how we best navigate Max King. 11 goals he kicked against us last year in two games. Is it Barras? We saw Barras tighten up a little bit in that second half against Wright. That's probably the last time he's played a huge guy. Is it Barras or is it Edwards and you try and get Tommy Barras taking mark of the week again down back, you know, intercepting? Yeah, it's a tough call. I think um, both have their their positives, you know, to take against him and both have their negatives. I think Barras is just that tiny bit too short um, and he, le- he tends to let his forward run at the ball, run and jump at the ball. Yeah. Um, and if, as soon as you give that to King, he's he's going to mark it. There's just yeah. no, there's no stopping him as soon as that happens. So whoever it is needs to make sure that, one, they're side by side with him um, and there has to be someone else coming back with the ball. That's, that's the way it has to go. Someone has to try to chop it off, whether it's... I'd probably prefer... Look, I'd hypothetically, Edwards to start off with um, simply for the reach, um, the reach factor. But uh, mm. I think we probably will likely see at least both of them man up at some point. You'd think, um, yeah, he's, he's such a tough matchup. As soon as and with the with our lack of pressure coming from the midfield, the ball coming in is obviously going to be a worry. And that that you know, it's a whole, it's a full team effort that's going to have to to come in to stop him dominating. But Hopefully they're up to it, you know. Uh, June in the comments saying, surely it has to be Harry Edwards. I'm sort of encouraged by that second half that Barras played against Wright. When when we see him do, try to have the best of both worlds, he sort of ends up with nothing, zoning off to defend the long kick, but then his man will just get five-meter head start on him. So if it's Barras, it has to be a clear instruction. Edwards, I'm a little bit concerned about in general, but it's a good task. And I'll tell you what, if Edwards gets a win, that does a lot for his stock. You know, people be right back on Harry Edwards if he gets a good win against against King. Uh, Memory is the other one for me because he plays a bit taller than he is, but he's really not that big. 
And I think he will run off Edwards or Barras. Not that Hearn is particularly quick, but I just think maybe from a physicality point of view. Bazo's an interesting one. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if he's got the strength cool. to go with him because Memory's a pretty pretty strong customer. Yeah, well, I think Memory gets a lot of his footy up the ground. And just, I just, you just go to Bazo, you just say to Bazo, you just, just stay with him. Don't let him, mm. don't let him run off. Don't, you know, I mean, Baz, he he's not someone who we need the ball in his hands, so we don't need him to get fifteen or twenty possessions. It's just like you come off the ground with five possessions. If Memory has five, well, you've done your job. Yeah, um, yeah. Roth for memory is not a bad, you know. I, I wouldn't be against that either if if Rotham plays. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think there's a time where you've got to give, you've got to give Edwards his his crack and just say you just sit on King, um, take the take the space in front of him. Don't stand back shoulder because King's not he's not experienced enough to be. Crafty, so I think you can play him from from in front, but you've got you just got to stop that run. And the, mm. the problem is if you're playing reach. running, um, if he gets to the ball first, you you're cooked. Um, and yeah, so you've you just got to stop him running and jumping. And that's where when he plays well, that's where he beats sides. And you've got it. You've got to You've got to take his body. So Hearn can be useful in that respect as well because he's. You know, like a little fucking granite, like a granite boulder. If he can get in the way, um, that you know, he can, and he's experienced, so he knows where to to go to to get in. But that that relies on pressure up the field as well, so that the ball's coming in reasonably slowly. Um, mm. So that you, you get the defence the time to set up and 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 create, you know, fill those holes. Just coming in quickly. You, I, I don't care. You you, you can have. Ash McIntosh blowing on him and you get chopped up. Swinging down the other end of the field then, Bender, and we've seen, we've discussed actually the last couple of weeks, Waterman's in good touch. Darling's had quite a consistent year, all things considered, after a bit of a slow start. Kennedy, he's Josh Kennedy. Keyser's away for a beer. So, Bender, you and I have the floor here, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, JK's winning games off his own boot once every month. I suppose, well, I suppose not winning. We're not winning too many games. You know what I mean? He's kicking a bag. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at the St Kilda backline. There is no height in this backline. Tallest player is 193 centimetres. Everybody else that is named in their starting back six is 185, 188, 189, things like that. I mean, Darling's an undersized key forward. Waterman's sort of an undersized key forward. And they're going to look like monsters next to the St Kilda backline. So a little bit slick on the day with the weather. But if we get it in, we should have all the height advantage. We should have all the size advantage in our forward 50 as well. Yeah, I, I, look, I think you called it from earlier on when you said it was likely to be a shootout. It's pretty two, you know, loose defences. Hmm. Um, ours maybe not by design, maybe just from talent and game plan wise. Being no good. But, um, yeah, um, but Saints, yeah, definitely they they are they you know they're leaky, and you even said that with the run on goals. Um, it's it should be a good a good game to watch from a spectator's point of view, simply for the amount of goals, but. Um, yeah, hopefully it's the kind of game that, that Kennedy can really get involved, you know, for one of the last few times at home, you know what I mean? So we can see him kick a bag. That would be fantastic. But look, I think it's our, our chance to, to really put a good score on it. Just got to make sure that we get more, which is same as every football game. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it'd be a definite possibility for it to open up. There's something, that Richmond game, obviously, I know we came up short and all, we 
we're conceding too many points in a game like that. But there is something to be said. It's much nicer watching footy where we lose 90 to 120 as opposed to earlier on in the year, throwing up things in the 30s and the high 40s if we were lucky. Thank God for that. Shall we get into tips then, gentlemen? Because the ruck battle is a selection issue for me. I'm interested to see how they tackle that. Once it hits the deck, I think the midfields are pretty well poised. And then you've got big key forwards at either end, and it's just a matter of how do the defense slow them down. It's almost, weirdly enough, given we're 17th and they're in with a finals chance, it's a bizarrely like-for-like matchup for me. So, uh, Keys, you can lead us off on this one. Who do you think is going to win, by how much, and which eagle is going to impress us the most? I think if you... If you rewound six months and you looked at those two teams on paper and said, um, uh, who's going to win this? Mm. I, I think you'd look at it on paper and go, well, probably the Eagles. Um, but we know that even with the names on paper that we've got, we haven't been playing up to that level consistently enough for a, for a full four quarters. So, look, if we can pull a four-quarter effort out of our ass, um, I think we can win. I'll say 24 points because fucking why not? Why not? Of course you will. It's, look, it's a, it's a, I don't really expect us to win, but it's a winnable game. Mm. It, it's, it's not, um, you know, you don't look at it and just go, shit, I can't see how we can win it. I can see how we can win it. Um, but it needs, you know, we can't have, we can't have a lapse like that second quarter against Hawthorne. Um, we need to, we need to start from the. We can't start at quarter time like we did against Carlton. Yeah. Um, St Kilda will be. They'll they'll be looking at this going. Well, this is particularly if uh, if Fremantle do happen to beat Richmond tomorrow night. Um, I'm not sure who Port are playing. Um, I think they've got a hard game as well. I don't fucking remember because I don't have a look. Care. The dogs. The dogs have the demons. So that's who's sort of around them on the line oh, there. Just... Port slightly below. They have the Cats at Adelaide Oval. So not exactly slam dunk games for the teams yeah, around Port, St Kilda. Port on 32 or 36. Port are just no, below. They're a game below. So yeah. um, St Kilda come into this game potent, potentially knowing that a win will get them in the eight. Um, so, you, you know, that's, that's going to fire them up. Um, but, you know, I'd love Simpson to say, look, there's, we can't make the eight. We can't make finals. We're going to get nowhere near it. But let's fuck up a few on the way through. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's our second last home game of the year. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to to win one. So, I, I yeah, twenty four points to us. Uh, best on ground. Um, controversial. I will say Andrew Gaff because no one will give a Boy. fuck about. It. And if he plays on the outside and gets some run and gets some cheap ball, maybe he can uh, he can warm back the clock a little bit. As long there as Simpson go. doesn't playing in the fucking centre. There you go. Uh, might be maybe a tip more with the heart than the head on that one. But uh, Bender, what do you reckon? <laughs> Take it away. Who's yeah? Tip with the can. Uh, who's going to win and who's going to impress us, Bender? Um, I'm going Eagles by 13 points. Um, I I was in the balance until you st- you started talking about those run-ons that they'd had in the past kind of month or two, and then you threw me over. So I'm going to go for them. Um, but I think the player to watch this week, I think, will be um, I think it's going to be Darling. 
I think he's going to have a big game. Um, yep. I think he's been solid, if not outstanding, for the for a you know for a good couple months for us now after a bit of a slow start. And I think he's going to have a big one. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I'm introducing a new little thing to the pod here. It's just I've noticed that this general area is a little bit too blank. You know, I've got I've changed my office. Apologies to the audio people, but if you're watching on the stream, set up my office a little bit differently. There's some blank space here, so I need something in the background. And I don't know if you guys have seen these. Have you seen these octop- octopi, octopuses? Yeah, my so, daughter has one. Yeah, Fantastic. Well, I've got one as well, Bender. So it's a little uh, happy little octopus there in some yellow or some gold. You flip him around, not happy at all. Not happy at all. So I reckon we're going to track the wins and losses on the back there. I might put him somewhere in this general vicinity. I'm going to leave him, unfortunately, on the frowny blue side this week because I think the Saints, look, like Key says, there's a path to winning this game, and I, I can see it. I don't know that I'm bold enough to tip that it's going to happen. The Saints desperately need a win to start eight and three, and now they're nine and eight. To miss the finals from eight and three is just a travesty, and the pressure's been mounting a little bit on them in the media this week. So, you know, I, like King's gotten a hold of us in the past. I understand the matchups, and I understand they are susceptible to a run on. So I can see it. It wouldn't be the biggest boil over of all time, but I think got to go with my head on this one and just say St Kilda. But uh, like Keith said, look, we're looking for signs more than results at this point. So very keen to see Cully. Very, very keen to see O'Neill as well because I, I really would like him to build on. And if, if he could cement himself as a round one starter next year, that would be one of the best results to come out of this season for me. So a bit of a cop out, but I'll say, you know, I'll say O'Neill. Let's say that O'Neill is going to impress us and hopefully, you know, snag, we can get a rising star nomination out of it or something like that. Uh, but yeah, that'll yeah. do us. That'll do us there. Go on, Keith. Both for O'Neill, but yeah, maybe half. Hoff and Cully can split it this week, and O'Neill will just have to get 40 and Dre himself. What about that? That'll get do Get some Brownlow votes for O'Neill. Get his first Brownlow votes. There you go. Good stuff. All right, so that'll be Sunday. Uh, but that you'll is. Get, you'll it. get two after Gaff gets three. Yeah, and then Darling will get the one for his bag of 10. <laughs> Nicely done, Chance. That'll, that'll wrap us up for the week. Thank you to everybody who's tuned in uh, a couple of shows this week, which is nice. We'll, we'll chat to you again next week. Bender, thank you very much for coming back on the show, mate. Always a pleasure. Yeah, hopefully we see a gold octopus next week, eh? Yeah, let's get that. Well, here he is. That'll be sitting in the background, I can assure you there. But eight bucks well spent. What do you reckon, Case? Uh, Thanks for coming back on the show. Nice to see that you're back with us. Yeah, back on deck. So, yeah, maybe I'll I'll come back on next week after a a win. Triumphant win. There you go. That's the way. Well, thank you to everybody for listening, for watching, for jumping in the comments. And... uh, Oh, there you go. Apparently the final bench has just been announced. A bit of late news that will be very old news by the time you listen to this. Jamison, Withered and Rotham West and the emergencies O'Neill, Cully, Clark, SPS. I assume this is born out of waffle lists. I assume that's how they've pieced that together. So might be that Rotham is in Who, and Cully, who's, Cully who's is... Put that, who's put that that's, up? That's Miguel, so it's probably a piss take. O'Neill and Cully out seems like an absolute piss take. So there you go. I think, uh, uh, Miguel's fucking channeling Oka with that lot. Yeah, no, I typically you'd see something like that and you'd assume it's bullshit, but Miguel's uh, usually good value. Miguel's banned for life, so everybody say goodbye. Keys was away for a long time. You haven't seen anything yet. Miguel's talking about Cully out. Bullshit. Disregard everything I've said in the last minute. Probably disregard everything we said in the last half hour. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks very much. See <laughs> yeah.